content provided by the people right here on 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, April 13th. Talk about hot bats. An SUV at Ballparks National went up in flames last weekend. On Sunday, firefighters received a report of a vehicle fire at Max Creek Baseball Complex. Crews got the fire under control in less than 30 minutes. There were no injuries reported, and the vehicle was dragged away from other parked vehicles. A Kaiser man was seriously injured Wednesday in a crash on Route A. 32-year-old Nicole Olcott was making a left turn when the vehicle reportedly failed to yield to one driven by 34-year-old Matthew Rehan. Rehan had serious injuries. Olcott had minor injuries. Both were taken by EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. The Big Bass Bash is back and now with a new prize for anglers and non-anglers alike. The Bash has teamed up with Hope House of Miller County to help raise food for those in need around the lake. There's a chance at a $5,000 draw prize for those who donate. For every four non-perishable food items donated, participants will receive one ticket. Food can be donated at Grand Glaze State Park April 14th from 12 to 7 or on the 16th from 12 to 5. This has been your Lake Expo News. Cut all this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. There is a saying that there is no free lunch, meaning there is a cost to everything, even when it appears to be free. Your free account on social media costs you invisible connections to companies trying to sell you stuff. So it is, even with Key Radio, because there are costs to bring you local programming, and we need your help to pay the bills. If you love our purpose, please donate. If you need to use advertising dollars, Key Radio can give you a promotional benefit of sponsorship underwriting. Key Radio features programs in every area of life politics, business, family, entertainment, education, faith, and media. In Christian circles, we refer to this as the Seven Mountains. We don't relegate any of these subjects to once a week, and we seek content rooted in truth more than opinion. If you have a message to get across, contact Bill M. at OrionCenter.org to talk about how Key Radio can help. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, Lake TV's got it all, including five local talk shows to keep you informed and entertained. You can also see local high school football in the fall and basketball in the winter. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that too. I'm Bill Mundhausen for Creation Expo. A chapter of my book begins with the assertion that one of us is crazy. It refers to the culture conflict taking place in America today. 
We're divided politically into right-wing or left, Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and progressives. Each side thinks the other is crazy because what the other side believes seems completely irrational to us. I would assert that the foundational division is between those who believe in God and those who don't. Believers see God's guidance and providence while non-believers depend on movements and causes to direct society's progress. Believers advocate morality and discipline while non-believers want a society without limitations. There is no middle ground. The question is what believers ought to believe. We need to understand different ways of thinking while also remaining true to our principles. We need to be peacemakers while also seeking to prevail. We need to save the lost rather than become lost ourselves. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. It is 8.07, and hello, good morning. What is up? Sending a shout-out, first and foremost, to Firefly Valley Farms. Dax and Stephanie, good morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a special place each and every weekend 
for some of that delicious Firefly Valley Farms coffee. The Pow Pow New Guinea. Good stuff. Mmm. Gets me energized in uh, rocking and rolling on the weekends. And I save it for the weekends. That's the time when I enjoy my special coffee. I know you'd probably like me to drink it a lot more. And and maybe I should. (laughs) And maybe I will. But uh, good morning to uh, you folks listening to us wherever you may be. If you're listening uh, online, if you're listening on uh, your electronic device like uh, your phone, for example, we've got those free apps, 89.3. And, of course, if you're tuning in and uh, checking us out on the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live camera, it is going to be another exceptional day as we are uh, preparing for the Big Bass Bash this weekend. I do post some uh, questions, some poll questions on my Facebook page that uh, covers the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio and Studio Live Cam. You might want to check those out. Partly cloudy today, high of around 80. Partly cloudy and 53, the low tonight. Sunny and 83 tomorrow. And the things uh, kind of jumbling up a little bit as far as the weekend is concerned. Saturday. Some showers and thunderstorms getting closer to a 60% chance for some precip on Saturday and a high of 79. Morning clouds, then sunshine and cooler. We're only going to get up to right around 60 degrees, 59 to be exact. On Sunday, sunny and 72 on Monday, partly cloudy and 80 on Tuesday. Looks like we could see some rain by the middle of next week and a little closer to the weekend. But as far as the Dogwood Festival is concerned... Uh, let's see here. Mm, partly cloudy in 69 for Saturday, the 22nd of the Dogwood Festival. Looking forward to emceeing the parade again this year. I saw my buddy Mike Clayton over at uh, Mix. He is uh, going to be uh, the MC for the Miss Dogwood pageant. And uh, he's a, you know, he's a good-looking young man. Cleans up pretty well. And I... <laughs> I will say I try to avoid those events that involve wearing a suit and tie. <laughs> I don't even think, uh, the last time I checked, I don't think I have a tie. I'll, I'll get one, don't worry, if I need to. When that, uh, when that time arises, I'll get it all taken care of. 655.61 is the current uh, lake level. River level, excuse me, at 553.56, surface water temp at 58 degrees. We are off and running. Great program for you this morning. We're going to touch on a lot of different things. If you uh, did see the preview to the show, well, our presiding commissioner, Ike Skelton, is in the news. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Saw a story, found a story that was uh, sent to me by my off-site producer, Rick Goose. And, Rick, it's good to know that uh, things are going well for you. Hopefully they will continue in that general direction. It's a great day to keep focused and keep moving forward. And I'm doing that. And I hope you are as well. If not, uh, hey, reach out to me and I could uh, maybe help you find uh, find some motivation somewhere. Or maybe find a little bit of help. 8.11 8.11 is our time. Uh, Mindy Sales will be uh, joining us here in about a half hour from Nebraska. We'll uh, talk to May, uh, Mindy and get uh, the uh, latest events going on around the lake, which prepared for the weekend. Also, Danny Ellison is back. We missed him last week because, of course, he had to get some uh, some teeth yanked. So he will be back to rant and rave at 9.10 this morning. 
And then at 940, we'll uh, we'll throw it out there and, and, and let you drive the bus. If you have a topic in mind you'd like to discuss, call me up on the Key Radio Community Hotline at 573-633-5395. 573-633-5395. Good morning, David Thomas. And uh, all of you wonderful folks, what's going on this morning? Uh, you can actually call me anytime you like if you have something on your mind. If you know of something going on and you'd like to share it with the audience, that's why we call this community radio. And we are uh, we're doing pretty darn good. Yes, we are. Uh, just real quick, I mentioned the conditions. I don't know that I mentioned the current temperature. Now 54 degrees in beautiful downtown Osage Beach as we are getting ready to enjoy uh, another great weekend. I will again plug Sing Your Heart Out. Sing Your Heart Out going on this Sunday. It resumes at Captain Ron's Bar and Grill. I get to MC and my good buddy DJ Kyle, Kyle Miller, alongside playing the tunes. And if we catch Kyle in the right set of circumstances, he might even sing a song for us. Of course, he is a member of the iBerries. But Sing Your Heart Out is basically amateurs coming out to Captain Ron's on Sundays. And we sign up, folks, uh, starting at about 6 o'clock or so, 5.36. We've got about 13 spots available. And I will tell you, uh, since we started this thing, we have uh, been signing them up and filling them out, all 13 spots. I think the first week we only had 11, but then the second week we had 14. And uh, the last couple of weeks uh, before we took the break, we had uh, 13 singers. Now, what you do is if you or someone you know is a singer, you know, you hear them singing in the shower, singing at work, or singing while they're doing stuff around the house, bring them over to Captain Ron's and get yourselves something good to eat and cold to drink. And then sign up for your chance to win. Uh, Weekly winners walk away with 100 bucks, And then our grand prize winner on May 21st will pick up $1,000 in cash and prizes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, I see how they've got uh, in this article, it says, uh, and and I'll talk about it here in a second, but we normally get things underway about 6.45, 7 o'clock and go until about 9, 9.30. Everybody sings two songs back to back. We've got a panel of judges, very qualified judges, I might add. So one of our judges, uh, Carissa, over here the other day at uh, SRG Financial Advisors with her husband, Josh. I believe is his name. Nice to see those folks and their little baby. Lightning went out to greet them. (laughs) But this article, let's get into it. Uh, It is from Yahoo News, news uh, news.yahoo.com. It says the Missouri official refusing to comply with the ATF has past experience with the Bureau. His brother's gun shop was previously raided by the feds. This is a Yahoo News story. Again, thank you, Rick Goose. Uh, that was submitted by Katie Balavec, Balavic. And uh, it says in this uh, article, Ike Skelton, American politician, 1931 to 2013. Well, uh, I don't know that this lady did her homework. Apparently, when they put this article together, Ike Skelton, the former politician from the state of Missouri, That's not who we're talking about, obviously. I think most of you listening know that. 
It says a Missouri official who is refusing to comply with the ATF has previous experience with the Federal Bureau. Ike Skelton's brother, Jim, had his gunshot raided by the ATF in 2021 and lost his federal firearms license. Now in office, Ike Skelton maintains the ATF is unconstitutional but says it's not retribution. Well, we know that it's not. We here on the local level, if you attended the news conference last Friday, you know just exactly how Ike came across this information. The ATF had reached out to contact uh, Planning and Zoning in Camden County to find out if local gun shops had uh, the proper zoning and proper licensing, uh, business license, and uh, the like. It says a Missouri County official made recent headlines when he refused to comply with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosive, declaring the entire federal agency unconstitutional. We also know that Ike has felt this way about the ATF uh, prior to what happened with his brother Jim and the raid on Jim's gun shop. Uh, It goes on to say, and his experience with the agency in part stems from a raid by the agency on his brother's gun store. And we know that to uh, not be true. I wonder if we should reach out to the lady that penned this article, Katie, and and, and kind of fill her in on a few things. Because I I see this, um, I want... Folks, to know that there is a time in this country that we're going to have to stand up and just say no, that we're not going to deal with these things anymore, Ike Skelton said in a November 2021 radio interview. I wonder whose interview that was. Days after the ATF raid on his brother Jim Skelton's gun store, in which the agency seized over 300 guns, Ike Skelton said his brother was the victim of an entrapment scheme at the hands of the Federal Bureau. The brothers called the seizure a constitutional violation. Ike Skelton was later elected the presiding commissioner for Camden County in the fall of 2022. Sorry. And this past month, he and five other county officials sent a letter to the ATF stating they will not assist your unconstitutional agency in violating the rights of our citizens, God-given, constitutionally, constitutionally, constitutionally rather, protected, keep, uh, a right to keep and bear arms. They cited Missouri's Second Amendment Preservation Act, which penalizes authorities who enforce federal gun laws. In March, a federal judge ruled the law unconstitutional in a decision that Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey is appealing. Jim Skelton, who obtained his firearms or federal firearms license three years prior to the 2021 raid, said officers told him during the seizure that he had incurred hundreds of infractions. How am I supposed to know that? I just can't take their packet, slap it to my forehead, and absorb it, Jim Skelton told KRCG-TV at the time. Jim Skelton was subsequently charged with a 15-count indictment, including allegations that he illegally sold weapons to undercover ATF agents and facilitated straw purchases or permitted a person to buy a firearm on behalf of another person without recording the necessary information on running a background check. According to a December 2021 statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Western District of Missouri, goes on to say in February, Jim Skelton signed a pretrial diversion agreement wherein he admitted to the offenses he was charged with and the federal indictment against him will be dismissed if he adheres to the conditions of the agreement for 18 months, which includes a pro, uh, prohibition against... Uh, Possessing any firearms, a spokesperson from the U.S. Attorney's Office told Insider. Kevin L. Jameson, uh, Jim Skelton's attorney, told Insider that his client did not receive sufficient advice before opening his shop. 
a lot of people get into it because they like guns, they like gun people, and that's just simply not enough, Jameson said, adding that there are many complexities of running a gun shop. One of the conditions of Jim Skelton's pretrial diversion agreement is that he cannot reapply or seek reinstatement of his license to sell firearms. Says uh, here, Commissioner says it's the county's position to not comply with the ATF. Presiding Commissioner Ike Skelton previously told Insider that he wrote the April ATF letter and said he disagrees with the federal judge's ruling on SAPA. I know that a federal judge, in my opinion, has incorrectly found our Second Amendment Preservation Act to be unconstitutional, Ike Skelton told Insider. However, it is on appeal, and while it is on appeal, it is still of full force and effect in the state of Missouri. He added that the ATF's inquiry to the county was about zoning information for several gun stores in the area. He said the agency could have contacted them on their own. It is our position to not comply and to not assist the federal government in enforcing what he, uh, what we believe are unconstitutional laws. We're not restricting them from enforcing their unconstitutional law, Ike Skelton told Insider. They have every uh, welcome to come down to Camden County, drive to those businesses, ask them for their business license. Asked later about his brother's raided gun shop, Ike Skelton said it had no impact on his decision to run for office, which he was already planning to do. I support our Second Amendment very much. The only thing that my brother's raid did was confirm everything I thought about the ATF. It's just who I am. I had nothing uh, to do with uh, what they did or did not do to my brother. It's not retribution. There's just not, uh, they're just not used to people standing up to them, he added, of the ATF and federal government in general. Meanwhile, a spokesman for the ATF, which is federally tasked with regulating the firearms industry, said a counter refusing to comply with providing the information is a first for him. This is the first time that we've run into this, certainly in our field division, and as far as I know, in the country, although there could certainly have been instances that I'm not aware of. John Hamm, a spokesperson for the ATF's Kansas City Field Division, told Insider. Hamm said the ATF is required to ensure that federal firearms licensees are, aren't violating any state, city, or county ordinances as they seek to open a firearms business or renew their license. That's why this inquiry was made, and that's the only reason we would inquire about planning or zoning information about a particular property, Hamm told Insider. We have not, that I am aware of, ever had a county tell us that uh, they would no longer provide that information to us. Ham added that the ATF will proceed to do our jobs to the best of our ability without that information, but the Bureau will have to figure out what the next step would be to access it. How about call him and ask him? (laughs) Ultimately, as part of what we do to license new entities and to keep existing federal firearms licensees in business we very much depend on that information to make sure that there is no state county or city law or ordinance being violated ham said hmm. well i would imagine they're probably not and i would imagine that uh, considering and i wonder if that's not the case in some instances here where uh, you know you know that uh, the mom and pop gun shops are in the uh, sites, so to speak, of the ATF. 
and that maybe it wouldn't hurt to remind these people to make sure that they've got all their I's dotted and T's crossed and everything is uh, moving along as it should be and that they are complying with everything they need to comply with in order to maintain their FFL. Uh, Maybe they're uh, looking to get one. Maybe they are uh, going to be renewing it. But either way, I think that we have... uh, have kind of stumbled onto something here. And this uh, gentleman with the ATF uh, saying that, you know, we're just making sure everybody is doing things on the up and up. I would think that most gun shops are probably doing things on the up and up. But then, of course, you know, you can't uh, can't take anything lightly, especially when it comes to this. And you certainly can't uh, take anything for granted when it comes to this, right? So, um, just wanted to look down here at this article. There was one more thing that came to mind when uh, I saw this. He said, this is the first time we've run into this. And it's the first time they've run into it because no one has decided to say no. You get a phone call from the ATF, you automatically think, well, you know, the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives is calling. We better give them the information that they're looking for. No one has stood up to them. So, again, Camden County with the first. Camden County implemented the uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act. It was picked up by the state. I'm sure there are other states sitting on the sidelines if they haven't already started coming up with something. But this um, really, more or less, you know, kind of keeps the federal government at bay, allows them the uh, information necessary to understand that, guess what, folks, we're not going to roll over for these people. And I think that is in itself the biggest part of all of this. You're contacted by a government agency. It doesn't make any difference who it might be. You automatically think that you have to comply. And I would imagine there's probably two schools of thought on this. You can do it the easy way. You can do it the hard way. Well, maybe we've chosen to do it uh, an easy way, easy for us to say no, but the ATF feels as though they're going down uh, the road the hard way. Well, we've never run into this before. We, we've never had this happen. When we call somebody and we ask for information, we normally get it. So maybe now they think, hmm, this might be the spark that uh, ignites the fire. And with good reason. I guess that's the problem. Most people don't question the federal government, their motives, And uh, the way that they do things, they think, well, you know, it's uh, the ATF. We better just give them the information they're looking for and be on our way. Because I think, uh, as I said, most people are trained to respond to the federal government uh, in the way that the federal government wants them to respond. So you finally hit a bump in the road. If you don't comply in Camden, Camdenton, you will get shot. I don't know about that.
Uh, the only thing is if everyone is carrying in Camden County, it might result like it did last week in Camdenton. Mm, I don't necessarily think so. I think most law-abiding citizens uh, don't don't do what the two people in question over the weekend did. And those people had some uh, some issues anyway. And it all stemmed from the fact, I guess, that they were wearing Air Force uniforms. Someone questioned them about it, and it falls under the category of stolen valor. And all you have to do is look up stolen valor, and there are tons and tons and tons of videos of people that slip into some sort of a military uniform, whether it's to get a discount, whether, I, you know, I, I don't understand or I, I, I can't comprehend their motivation because I don't know how they think. But I've watched a number of these videos, and when someone is called out, they get defensive. Uh, they try to get away from the person that uh, is, is talking with them or videoing them. <laughs> I think that uh, a lot of this, again, uh, you know, you, uh, apparently the two people that uh, were in question over the weekend uh, that uh, were involved in this uh, incident, why were you wearing military uniforms if you're not members of the military? What was your motivation? What were you doing? Picking on handicap and a blind guy that walk around town, the police should know if they're living and walking the streets. Well, they're not, I don't think they're picking on them if they're armed. And there was an incident regarding this prior to police involvement, so the police weren't picking on them. There was an incident that was reported, uh, I guess these two got into an argument with someone or some people at uh, McDonald's in Camdenton, and the police were called. I don't think anyone was picking on them, per se. And, and you're right, though. I have seen these folks walking around Camdenton before. And I've actually talked to the gentleman who was arrested. And I think that um, maybe the full extent of what was going on here wasn't understood. And uh, who knows? There's uh, a whole background story on it. Then don't fall back on stolen valor. It is. It was. That's exactly why they were, were talked to in the first place. I'm not putting, yeah, I'm not saying it's stolen valor. That's what was in the article, and I think that was exactly why these people were involved in an argument in the first place. They were wearing military uniforms and were asked about their service, and uh, whoever was talking to them about it realized they weren't in the military, and you can't walk around in a military uniform and uh, and expect not to be questioned. You know, people will ask you where you served and I've seen this plenty of times. Just look up some of these videos, uh, you know, go to YouTube and type in Stolen Valor, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not falling back on Stolen Valor. That was exactly why this whole argument started in the first place. Read the article or the press release from the uh, Camdenton PD. All right, folks, we're going to move ahead and uh, get you into the bottom of the hour break. On the other side of our bottom-of-the-hour break, we'll talk it over with Mindy Sales. Right now, Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, providing us with some local information. We've got a lot of events coming up, as always, and Mindy will key us in on those events. 
And we'll also talk to Danny Ellison this morning, the Educated Redneck. And the phone lines are open, folks. So if you would like to discuss anything that is on your mind, tell us about an event that we don't know about that's going on this weekend or maybe sometime in the near future. Feel free to call us on the Key Radio Community Hotline at 573-633-5395. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, April 13th. Talk about hot bats. An SUV at Ballparks National went up in flames last weekend. On Sunday, firefighters received a report of a vehicle fire at Max Creek Baseball Complex. Crews got the fire under control in less than 30 minutes. There were no injuries reported, and the vehicle was dragged away from other parked vehicles. A Kaiser man was seriously injured Wednesday in a crash on Route A. 32-year-old Nicole Olcott was making a left turn when the vehicle reportedly failed to yield to one driven by 34-year-old Matthew Rehan. Rehan had serious injuries. Olcott had minor injuries. Both were taken by EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. The Big Bass Bash is back and now with a new prize for anglers and non-anglers alike. The Bash has teamed up with Hope House of Miller County to help raise food for those in need around the lake. There's a chance at a $5,000 draw prize for those who donate. For every four non-perishable food items donated, participants will receive one ticket. Food can be donated at Grand Glaze State Park April 14th from 12 to 7 or on the 16th from 12 to 5. This has been your Lake Expo News. News Cut, all this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com. Or call 573-378-8739. This is Bill Munhausen with another Key Opinion. In this case, it's our first ever guest opinion by Jim Brodigan, who submitted this for our Ozarks Voices program. Jim did such a nice job, I wanted him to exemplify what I'd like to hear from listeners. He recorded directly to his phone. A perfectionist might say he could use a pop filter to make a better recording, but it's very listenable. Just as importantly, he expresses good ideas. My mom came to America through Ellis Island, and things turned out just fine. Here's Jim. This country needs a new Ellis Island. Let's put it on the southern border in Texas. All immigrants seeking to work in America could come through there, be processed, and sent out with permission to work and pay taxes all within a few hours. Did you know that the original Ellis Island immigrants were not given citizenship when they passed through Ellis Island? They were only given permission to work and sent off into the country in order to do so. Today's immigrants could be checked for criminal records, health problems, and ability to earn a living and then be sent on their way with the possibility of U.S. citizenship at a later date. Haven't we all been aware of the lack of workers in stores, restaurants, and the trades? Business owners decry the lack of help, saying, no one wants to work anymore. Well, immigrants want to work, and they have the ability to develop skills needed to be productive citizens. Immigrant workers should be a win-win and a win, not only for the employer and the worker, but for the consumer, 
who needs the goods and services that immigrants can't provide. Sure, there will be those that try to game the system. A new Ellis Island immigration scheme would need to include concerns for abuse of welfare programs, such as unemployment insurance, disability, and health care. We have plenty of U.S.-born citizens abusing the system already. We don't need more. Funneling immigrants through one legal porter on the border would free up our Border Patrol to go after the criminal element that smuggled dangerous goods such as fentanyl across the border. If they are crossing the border without passing through the new Ellis Island, they are probably up to no good and are obvious targets for enforcement by the Border Patrol. Employers need the workers. Consumers need the goods and services. The Border Patrol needs the opportunity to focus on serious criminals. And America needs a new Ellis Island. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. You've heard about the Grand Canyon, of course, but do you know the Grand Staircase? Geologists refer to the southwestern United States from the Grand Canyon across Arizona and New Mexico to California as the Grand Staircase. A mile of sedimentary rock has been scoured for thousands of square miles from this area, and geologists have no idea where it went. If the sediments were redeposited into the Pacific, we would have a 51st state off the coast of California. An event like the flood described in Genesis would account for it. The best explanation for the Grand Staircase is that floodwaters, covering an area the size of the North American continent, washed away those sediments and dispersed them throughout the Pacific Basin. Secular geologists prefer not to think about flood events that cover continents, so they remain perplexed. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Key Radio keeps you in the know as we make improvements to better serve you. Because many of you listen online, we've re-engineered our website. You get there on the web at keyradio.live or through our iPhone and Android apps, Key Radio, K-E-Y-K. From the app, click the WWW Globe symbol to see our full site. There you can listen to live radio or call KB during the daily show or see our schedule. And don't forget that beautiful donate button. Then there are menus. Click news weather to get your daily dose of what's happening. You can also drill down in the key radio link to learn all about your favorite shows, make a donation or sponsor a show. You can also read Bill's blog and follow the social media links and notice how we highlight our sponsors on each page. It's all at your fingertips, whether you have a laptop, tablet, or smartphone. It's all part of how Key Radio KEYK staff wants to serve you. Be a part of the solution. Join the lake's only community radio station, 89.3, The Key. We are back. It is 838, and I thank you for taking the time to join us. Oh, mercy. What a great day. What a great weekend we've got ahead of us. We might see a little rain on Saturday, but I don't think it is going to uh, It is going to be anything that really cancels any events or gets anybody too 
overly excited. Yeah, we can use the rain. We can always use a little bit of rain because, of course, as we know, when we hit those wonderful summer months, that uh, maybe a lot of this stuff is, uh, you know, not going to be around. So let's water the plants and the trees and the uh, flowers and <laughs> get that all taken care of as quickly as we possibly can. Sometimes I wonder, too. I certainly do. 81 now, the expected high today, 53 the low. We'll see some clouds today. We'll see some clouds tonight and uh, maybe some clouds, obviously, as we head into the weekend. Looking for a much cooler day on Sunday as the uh, rain moves through on uh, possibly Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and cools things down considerably. Sunny and 83 tomorrow, some showers and thunderstorms possible on Saturday, mainly in the afternoon. That rain chance now up past 60%. Morning showers is what they're calling for now on Sunday and a high of 58. Sunny and 72 on Monday, partly cloudy and 80 on Tuesday of next week, partly cloudy and uh, 79 on Wednesday of next week. So uh, it looks like maybe some rain as we uh, get a little closer to next weekend. But as I said, it should not dampen the spirits at all of folks who are going to be participating in the Dogwood Festival the weekend next uh, weekend, the 22nd and 23rd. Looks pretty darn nice and some very comfortable temperatures. But as I will tell you, make sure you are wearing sunblock and keep your head covered. 59 now in Osage Beach with a mix of clouds and sun. Let's find out what's on our mind this morning. Calling in somewhere from the state of Nebraska, Mindy Sales joining us, our community uh, community director, our director of community events, uh, mainly for The Daily Show. How are you doing this morning, Mindy? I am doing great. How are you today? I'm just perfect. Everything is wonderful. It's a beautiful day to be alive and live at the lake. You know, I was, uh, we, we were, we went to church last night and as we were leaving, um, I kind of looked out, the church is kind of on a hill and I kind of looked out and I was like, I miss seeing the lake when I look out over places. So, uh, I, I'm glad to be here and having a great time with my grandkids, but I sure miss that lake. There's something about it. Yes, there certainly is something about it. It is uh, going to be a fun place this weekend. I think maybe that's one of the events you might be talking about. I'm sorry, say that again. I lost you there for a sec. I said that uh, the lake is is certainly looking good, and we've got uh, an event coming up this weekend, and uh, you might want to talk about that regarding the lake. Well, we do have the big bash, the big bass bash this weekend down at the lake. Um you know, I, I wonder, I always, I need to do, I need to, I'd love to find out how many people that brings in. Um, it is an amazing fishing tournament and um, lots of people come in and uh, yeah. So let's see, I was going to, um, so it starts on April 15th at 8am and it ends April 16th at 5pm. And uh, you know, um, I think that, for anybody that's coming in or for people that live around here, you know, it's a great experience and something that a lot of people um, like to do. And I don't know, you know, oh, let's see here. Um, there's over $325,000 mm-hmm. in cash and prizes that will be paid out, including a whopping $100,000 in cash to the angler that catches the biggest bass of the tournament. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a, that's some money. It's huge money. What are you talking about? Yeah, I could I could go out there I catch mean, a fish and uh, and uh, walk away maybe and uh, head on down to uh, 
the car dealer and say, uh, hey, uh, Hewlett Chevrolet Buick GMC, how about uh, how about that nice truck you got sitting there on your lot? Oh, yeah, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, I – okay, so I'm – I guess I'm old. I don't know. But I uh, I think, oh, my gosh, I could almost – you could do what you could do with for a house. I mean, you know, you could, like, pay – oh, you know, that'd be a big, huge down payment. So, anyway, yeah, if you want to – if you participate, it starts at the Grand Glaze State Park or PB2 for those of us from around here. And, uh, yeah, so it that's going to be a big event. And uh, I'm sure that next week, although I um, have someone planned to be on, we'll definitely talk about who won because, um, you know, uh, it's pretty cool to think of somebody, you know, they're leaving like $100,000 richer. So um, another awesome event that we have coming up this weekend are bids and bubbly for the Lake of the Ozarks YMCA. So this is at the Lodge of the Four Seasons. This is a big fundraiser for them. Um, it's their third annual um, quarter raffle and live auction. Um, there'll be dinner, cocktails, followed by a quarter raffle and live auction. Um, it's a semi-formal event. The doors open at 5, dinner's at 6, and the auction's at 6.30. And bring plenty of quarters so you don't miss out on any of the amazing items. The cost is $60 per person. 500 per table of 10 or $1,000 for a VIP table, which includes dinner, bid number, two drinks, um, a banner, and priority dinner service. Uh, priority. Look at that. Priority. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes you a, definitely a VIP. So, um, that's another great thing. And the why, you know, is, uh, you know, it is such a, it's super important to our community, and they've got a lot going on. So definitely, uh, um, you know, if you can, go over there and hit that up. Of course, you had mentioned that next weekend is the Dogwood Festival. So, you know, that's a huge tradition. And, of course, I'm my favorite part are the craft and vendors. Uh, I love going there to those shows and stuff. But, yeah, so that's another big event that's here. And then uh, I'm, we're skipping ahead a little bit. On June 22nd, Walker Hayes is going to be at the amphitheater. So I know that's a big, um, a big event. And his his he's named his tour this see this tour called the Duck Buck Tour. Right. So there you go. Um, the 27th of May is Chicago at the Ozarks Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Super excited about this show. Are you going? I mean, I, I mean, I well, yes, yes. We are going. Are you? I don't know. I've, I've actually seen Chicago several times, and uh, yeah, they still oh, put on a uh, they so still lucky. put on a great show. Yeah, I forget. You know, you're from you're from St. Louis, so you got had access to all of that awesomeness all the time. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm from Iowa. We didn't have access to a lot of awesomeness as far as <laughs> concerts were concerned. So, all right. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, you know, so hey, you guys uh, want to go to Iowa? Hey, hey, you guys, you, hey, you want to go to Iowa and, and put on a performance for those uh, those people up there? Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. There's not time going on there in Iowa. Well, you know. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I, I do want to go. I haven't seen them. We're so blessed with the amphitheater because it is an amazing venue. Um, obviously, I've said a million times, I've seen, R- I saw REO there, and that was huge. My brother raised me on that kind of music. REO, um, the Cars, Chicago, you know, that sort of stuff. 
And so um, it's really cool to be able to see them in person. I mean, granted, they're just a little bit older. But I have to say that REO rocked it. I mean, I was so impressed with their enthusiasm and all that they accomplished. I, I'm, yeah, they, they really, they rocked it. So um, a couple other awesome events that are going to be coming up. Um, April 21st is the Missouri Boat Show. That's at Dog Days um, from Friday to uh, Sunday. Uh, it is, um, I love going to these because the boats are outside. They're on the um, water. You go from boat to boat, look at stuff. It is awesome. It's really neat. So uh, that's a fun one. And then May 5th is Magic Dragon Street Meet of the National. The, the, uh, yes. The Magic Dragon, May 5th. So, um, yeah, that is, um, yeah. So so are you still a part, are you still doing stuff down there at the dam with that? I, I'm going to do Hot Summer Nights again this year, probably. Yeah, yes. Second Friday okay. of the month, May through September, from 5 until 10. And, of course, uh, you get the Magic Dragon uh, car show, which is huge. And then you get, uh, of course, the opportunity to see all kinds of vehicles that uh, show up for hot summer nights, and they have uh, street performers. Uh, I know the girl that does Ariel from Little Mermaid comes down. Uh, they also have, uh, once in a while, you'll see uh, Captain Scallywag. I don't know if they're going to have, um, in some places they do face painting, and uh, they make balloon animals for the kids. That's some of the things that they've done in the past. I don't know the whole schedule for this year, but I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard to find out. No, it would not. And it's, I mean, if you haven't been, you must. It is, it's a great, those are great events. And um, I don't know, for me personally, I always love going down there at night or at night and then hearing your voice down there. It's just kind of like a, a tradition, I feel like, at the comforting. lake. So. It's just kind of comforting. <laughs> it is. It is true. You, I mean, you definitely have the radio voice, that's for sure. So anyway, um, yeah, so. Um, let's see here. Sorry. Um, so um, the Lake of the Ozarks inaugural shootout, they're going to be having their um, uh, shootout at the Missouri Trap Shooters Association April 22nd. This is kind of their kickoff for um, fundraising and doing all that they do for the shootout. Um, it is, um, yeah, Saturday, April 22nd from 9 to 2, and uh, it, it's at the Trap Shooters Association, and it's um, just kind of the beginning. And I feel like everything's starting to wake up around the lake as far as things being coming back to life. You know, restaurants are starting to open up more, things like that. So that I feel like our summer or spring is starting and we're getting back into where, um, you know, we're in full swing of the lake. So that's always, I don't know, just, a it, it's nice. It's, I love everything when everything shuts down. Um, and we kind of get time to ourselves, but it's always nice to have it come back up and, um, you know, the, the people come back in. So, um, so on uh, this Friday through Sunday, the Ozarks International Raceway uh, is going to have um, amazing, uh, let's see, the three-day event has track time for everyone, high-performance driver education time, trial racing, um, all sorts of things going on at that speedway. Um, KB, did you ever, have you been out there? Lake Ozark Speedway? Yeah. Absolutely. It is a killer place to go. I mean, it is just, 
it is one of those places where you can just go and have a uh, have a great time, take the entire family, and see good old fashioned dirt racing. If you sit there, uh, right there at the corner when you when they come around turn three and head into turn four, uh, sometimes now the times I went, uh, I sat down close enough where it'll actually kick a little dirt up on you, and uh, that's that's, oh, kind, of, that's kind of a nice thing. You can actually, to some degree, be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, I love a good old dirt track. Mm-hmm. We have, used to have one in Omaha and we'd always go to races, but not any, yeah. Anyway, of course it, ours in Nebraska got uh, mowed down and now there's houses on it. Boo. Mm. I know. There's also the Ozarks International Speedway that is off of 135 over um, in, I guess it would technically be, I don't know what its address is technically, Sunrise Beach, Gravoy, over kind of that neck of the woods um anyway they have an event coming up where they are allowing they have some novice people coming in to do some racing you have intermediates and advanced and so there's all sorts of different events that'll be going on um at the speedway the ozarks international speedway Mm -hmm. uh for um that's another that's another i have not hit that up yet that place but i've been wanting to because so I've talked to a couple uh, of people that are that are they they work out at the track and they put them on different turns to t- keep an eye on the action. If there's a an accident or something going on, then they can report back. And if they need to uh, stop the race to get everything taken care of, uh, they say it's really interesting. And uh, our our good friend right here, Christopher Lacasse, has been out on that track and uh, driven his vehicle out there. And they do that, which is which is kind of nice because I don't necessarily think. Uh, everyone who wants to get out on a, uh, a a race course can do that. I mean, there's some places where they'll let you do that. Obviously, Ozarks International Raceway is one of those places. But I think the interesting thing about all of this is it's still working on gaining momentum. And the people that uh, actually own it, that run it, uh, are involved in racing as well. And they're well-known throughout the racing community as far as road racing and things like that. And it wouldn't at all surprise me at some point. And, and that's what they're trying to do. I mean, it's kind of like, go back to the days when Ozark's Amphitheater first got going again. And, you know, you start small and you kind of work your way up. And that's where they are right now, bringing in these big acts. I mean, if you see some of the acts that are coming to Ozark's Amphitheater, It'll just knock your socks off, and that is eventually how they're going to do things at the uh, racetrack in, uh, in in Gravois Mills, where they're going to just you know you develop a a circuit. You you have to get on the circuit. You they have to be aware, and then start scheduling uh, these events because you can't just say, well, let's hold this race or let's hold that race or let's have a race. All of these all of these race teams, and I guess the various. Uh, groups that race, what they do is they they have their schedules put together. You know, I I would imagine at least a year, maybe two or three years in advance, so that they can prepare accordingly. I mean, they can't. You know, they, hey, have uh, you like me uh, shown up and uh, saying, hey, Mindy, let's uh, you know, let's take your horses out and ride up and down um, Highway Five. <laughs> we, we'd have to we'd have to get the proper authorization and probably pick the the day or the weekend we wanted to do that and let you know the county know and let the city know and and let everybody know what's going on so uh you know it, it, nothing happened or or whatever you uh 
whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, these, uh, these teams and these, uh, organizations that, uh, that hold these races and bring everybody in, they have to get Ozarks international raceway has to kind of get into the circuit a little bit. And once they do, then you'll see, you'll see more events coming, uh, to the racetrack. And that's, that's very exciting. And certainly again, it means another outlet for, uh, you know, people coming to the lake and enjoying what we've got going on and uh, just, you know, adding to all of the fun things we've already got going on. Well, I think that's so true. And I, I just, I think about, so, uh, you know, it takes a while for the circuit to get kind of going and, and coming to the lake. And they have built this amazing facility and they have spent a lot of money and they decided to invest in here in our, in our area. And what a blessing that is that we're able, that we have something like that, along with Ballpark International and Ozark Speedway and the things that we have that are coming. Um, you know, it's such a great, it's great for us, for revenue and for jobs and for all sorts of things. So um, we sure are lucky that they invested. And um, just a gentle reminder, everybody always please remember to go and support these businesses so that they uh, continue to flourish and, uh, you know. Hey, real quick, I got to tell you, we, provide started, us with things. we stopped into Pinch of Happiness over the weekend. Last uh, On Saturday, we went in and saw Rebecca, and she was there. And, and you know, yes. she, she said that her and her family are still kind of reeling from this uh, uh, this uh, respiratory uh, infection that they all had. But it was good to see her. It was good to be in the business and walk around and see the spices and teas and the various coffees that she offers. And, and what a neat place. And, and we ended up buying... I ended up buying about three or four different things. I got uh, some of this uh, blue cheese. Uh, you, you sprinkle it on popcorn and sprinkle it on the popcorn as oh, yes, soon sir. as it comes out. Yes. And then I've got this uh, spicy Hungarian paprika, which I'm excited to use. I might use some of that in uh, the gumbo the next time I make it. I got some uh, really cool tea. On occasion, I like to drink tea on the weekends, but um, man, we got all kinds of cool stuff. And it's a really neat store, and it is just, obviously, you've got all the spices and all the herbs and various things like that when you walk in the door, and the smell, you just walk in, and the aroma just surrounds you, engulfs you, and uh, makes you makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. Oh, my gosh, it is wonderful. They have tons of popcorn, different spices and things you can put on your popcorn, like popcorn flavoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have oils and vinegar that you can different. I mean, they have like a, a one's a balsamic chocolate. They have all these different ones that you could use for dipping um, bread in. And, oh, my gosh, yeah, it is amazing. And I, like I said, this for me, the a Pinch of Happiness is a great gift-getting place. Oh, yeah. Because you just can't, you know. Yeah, I mean, between the, their seasonings for meat and fish and uh, everything and vegetables and everything, it's a great it's a great place to go pick up gifts for, especially for the men in your life that are hard to to shop for. So, Absolutely. I'm so glad you went in there. But yeah, it's a great place. It is. Well, we are uh, just about up against the clock, Miss Sales, and uh, I appreciate you taking time to join us. From uh, you're in Omaha, Nebraska. Is that where you're at? I am in Omaha, Nebraska. What uh, what fun things are there to do in Omaha, Nebraska? Well, Omaha, Nebraska has the number one zoo. Their zoo has um, is outranked the San Diego Zoo now for the past three years. Wow! So they have an incredible, incredible zoo. Um, Union Pacific Railroad is based out of here. There are tons of different 
um, things you can do around that. Mm. There is um, an amazing botanical garden. Of course, the College World Series is here, um, and that's huge. That's a great event. Um, there's a great children's museum. There's just there is there's and there's some great shopping here too. Well, I hope that uh, while you're up there enjoying time with your family and friends that you get to do some of that fun stuff. And we will see you back here in the studio next Thursday in your normal spot at 810. Uh, can you give us a preview of uh, what you've got going on? Do you have anybody lined up yet, or are you still working on that? Nope, I do have somebody lined up. We're going to be talking about an event that is going on in a uh, cove um, uh, to raise money for an animal shelter. So. Outstanding. Well, that's great, yeah. and uh, I thank yeah. you for your time. Be safe while you're up there. Safe travels coming home, and we'll look forward to having you right back here in the studio with us next Thursday. Thank you, Mindy. Looking forward to it. Thanks, KB. All right. Love you. Nine o'clock. That is uh, Mindy Sales, by the way, our uh, community events director of Key Radio, in particular the Daily Show. Danny Ellison joins us on the other side of the break to rant and rave. Uh, we'll find out how his experience with the dentist went. Uh, I'm sure he, he will mention the cost, but uh, it is good to know that our buddy, the educated redneck, is back up and running and uh, doing well. 56 degrees now in Osage Beach. We'll check that weather forecast. Right now, let's hear from Stacy Johnson, LakeExpo.com, our great media partners. Uncle Chris, Chris Schneider with Lake TV, normally provides us with sports. He is on assignment. He should be back with us next week. We thank you for joining us. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the Daily Show on Key Radio. Content provided by the people. Right here on 89.3. K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, April 13th. Talk about hot bats. An SUV at Ballparks National went up in flames last weekend. On Sunday, firefighters received a report of a vehicle fire at Max Creek Baseball Complex. Crews got the fire under control in less than 30 minutes. There were no injuries reported, and the vehicle was dragged away from other parked vehicles. A Kaiser man was seriously injured Wednesday in a crash on Route A. 32-year-old Nicole Olcott was making a left turn when the vehicle reportedly failed to yield to one driven by 34-year-old Matthew Rehan. Rehan had serious injuries. Olcott had minor injuries. Both were taken by EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. The Big Bass Bash is back and now with a new prize for anglers and non-anglers alike. The Bash has teamed up with Hope House of Miller County to help raise food for those in need around the lake. There's a chance at a $5,000 draw prize for those who donate. For every four non-perishable food items donated, participants will receive one ticket. Food can be donated at Grand Glaze State Park April 14th from 12 to 7 or on the 16th from 12 to 5. This has been your Lake Expo News. News Cut, all this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. 
LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. There is a saying that there is no free lunch, meaning there is a cost to everything, even when it appears to be free. Your free account on social media costs you invisible connections to companies trying to sell you stuff. So it is, even with Key Radio, because there are costs to bring you local programming, and we need your help to pay the bills. If you love our purpose, please donate. If you need to use advertising dollars, Key Radio can give you a promotional benefit of sponsorship underwriting. Key Radio features programs in every area of life, politics, business, family, entertainment, education, faith, and media. In Christian circles, we refer to this as the Seven Mountains. We don't relegate any of these subjects to once a week, and we seek content rooted in truth more than opinion. If you have a message to get across, contact Bill M. at OrionCenter.org to talk about how Key Radio can help. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, Lake TV's got it all, including five local talk shows to keep you informed and entertained. You can also see local high school football in the fall and basketball in the winter. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that too. I'm Bill Mundhausen for Creation Expo. A chapter of my book begins with the assertion that one of us is crazy. It refers to the culture conflict taking place in America today. We're divided politically into right-wing or left, Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and progressives. Each side thinks the other is crazy because what the other side believes seems completely irrational to us. I would assert that the foundational division is between those who believe in God and those who don't. Believers see God's guidance and providence while non-believers depend on movements and causes to direct society's progress. Believers advocate morality and discipline while non-believers want a society without limitations. There is no middle ground. The question is what believers ought to believe. We need to understand different ways of thinking while also remaining true to our principles. We need to be peacemakers while also seeking to prevail. We need to save the lost rather than become lost ourselves. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key.
This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. It is 9.08. Thank you for joining us here on a beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. A beautiful day, great weekend. Spring is here, everybody. It's so nice to see all of the folks out and about enjoying spring at the lake. I see so many people out, of course, walking and walking their dogs. And, man, this is like golf cart central. And and I'm sure there are other places where they have a lot of golf carts around resorts and maybe in neighborhoods and things like this. But I think I'm going to have to get a golf cart. I really do. I think at some point I'm going to have to invest in a golf cart just because – and I and, and I don't know if it's like, you know, having a, a muscle car or a hot rod or a classic car that there are certain people who invest in, in certain things like uh, wheels and tires and maybe some of the add-ons that go on a golf cart. You can get it painted, maybe put flames on it. Heck, I don't know. But I'm thinking all of these golf carts that we, we see around the lake and, and how everybody, you know, likes to get out there and kind of cruise around depending on where they live in their golf cart. Some places are a little safer than others, but I notice there are even, you know, places where they know there's a lot of golf cart activity and they say, well, uh, what we're going to do here is put up these signs. And when we put up these signs, we will, uh, put up a sign that says, you know, yield to golf carts, golf carts have the right of way. Wow. That's when you know you've made it right. <laughs> When you're when you're living in a community, and the uh, golf carts are uh, are the big deal in in your community. Nine ten is our time. Sixty one degrees now in Osage Beach. Eighty one the high. Fifty three the low. We'll see a mix of clouds and sun throughout the day and into tonight. Sunny and eighty three tomorrow. Some uh, afternoon, uh, evening, uh, nighttime uh, showers and thunderstorms at around sixty to sixty five percent, and a high of seventy nine on Saturday. Uh, morning showers possible on Sunday, a high of 58. Sunny and 72 next Monday, partly cloudy on Tuesday, partly cloudy on Wednesday. We'll hit uh, upper 70s, low 80s, Tuesday, Wednesday, possibly into Thursday. And then we'll see maybe the return of some afternoon, evening, nighttime showers and uh, thunderstorms on Thursday. And that'll cool things down for us just in time for the weekend showers next friday and 66 but um, a lot of events start thursday friday saturday uh, run through that uh, specific time for the uh, annual dogwood festival in camdenton looking forward to being a part of that again this year 9 11 is our time he is standing by ready to entertain us with his uh, his common sense his wit his uh, observant behavior that uh, he is so famous for. We're talking, of course, about our good buddy, the educated redneck, Danny Ellison, checking in from somewhere, I believe, in uh, maybe Virginia. Uh, good morning to you, sir. Where are you? What are you doing? And uh, how was your experience with a dentist last week? Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, getting old ain't fun. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to have a couple of broken teeth pulled, and boy, that was not fun. Uh, I highly don't recommend dental, dental surgery. I uh, that's a that's a one out of ten stars. Yeah, well, I can tell you based on uh, what happened with my girlfriend when she went to the dentist. It was not fun when she when she uh, came out. She was not a happy camper, but uh, you know she. 
they gave her a little pain medication that kind of improved her, uh, her overall attitude a little bit, but yeah, that's not something you want to deal with. And, uh, I know, I think I have a, a trip to the dentist coming here, hopefully sometime soon to get a few things taken care of. And you're absolutely right. It's, I guess, all in how you view it. You know, you need to go, you know, you need to get taken care of. And, uh, the results are sometimes, uh, uh, something that includes some some pain and suffering after the fact. But uh, in the long run, hopefully it all works out. Yeah. So uh, what is on your mind this morning, sir? Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but this statistic just came out today. In six months, six months, not a year, not a yearly deficit, in six months, they have run up a trillion dollars in debt. Now, many of us, we remember the first uh, billion-dollar deficit that was going to end the world. And here we are, six months in, a trillion, a trillion dollars, kids. This, see, if you, your, your head's in the sand. It's all, this, this point is already moot. Um, they're destroying the dollar, and it's not by accident. They're destroying the dollar on purpose. Wanting proof of that. Look at Joe Biden's executive order. Again, we're, ribbit, we're living in a common dictatorship because you know, I've heard people arguing whether we're socialists now in this country. Oh, we way past socialists in this country. We are clear down to we have a common dictator because the last time I checked in the United States to make any law, our representatives were supposed to gather around and hubbub and hubbub together and everybody's and hang around the table and they were supposed to at least pretend to represent the people who elected them, and then they would all make a law that benefited the big companies and kind of threw a teeny little bone to the peasants who don't pay all their money. And uh, then they would pass a law, and then the king would sign it. But we've cut all of the show out of the middle, and we just go directly to I have a pen and a piece of paper, so let it be written, so let it be done. That's where we come to in a little over 200 years. We have come from being represented by our people who actually went in there and got a gold coin and a pat on the back and an attaboy to a bunch of fat cats who go in there. Oh, by the way, Ocasio-Cortez Cougar Mellencamp, um, <laughs> she, she was a bartender. She was a bartender, and she moved famously to Washington, D.C. when she was elected and was complaining about the rent on an apartment. Well, now now she is a multimillionaire to the tune of $20 million in four years at $175,000 income. She now has $20 million. Boy, I wish I had her financial planner. Because it sure seems like that's a lot of money to earn when you total up her total pay for those four years. It's not even a million, but now she's a she has twenty million dollars. Now, if you can't sit back and look at that and go, hmm, because see, most of them have been there so long that you would have to go into the fossil records to figure out how much money they had when they first stepped into office, you know, mm -hmm. when they emerged from the ooze and rolled up onto land and became a senator, you would have to go way back in the fossil records. Ocasio just happens to be right now. 
So I can give you a right now comparison how somebody who was a broke bartender go to Washington, D.C., and in 40 years become a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. And if you can't look at that and go, hey, man, that, something about that's just not right, then you're dumb. You are, you're, you're, you're as dumb as the marketing manager at Bud Light. That's how dumb you are. You, you have hit a whole new level of stupid. And we are sitting here crushing the dollar, just crushing it. Oh, by the way, we were taken off the gold standard by Nixon way back in the day. Mm-hmm. We were taken off the gold standard, and the dollar, the only real value the dollar had from that day forward was being the petrodollar. The petrodollar meant that everybody on the planet Earth traded their oil in dollars. So everybody across the Earth, that gave the dollar an anchor. Well, guess what? Saudi Arabia, because Joe called them uh, bad people and ruined our relations we had with them, are now cutting oil production and they're trading in the yuan, Chinese currency. That means the petrodollar is done. Now that the petrodollar is done, the dollar has no value whatsoever. It's just that we haven't figured that out in the United States yet, but we certainly will. Very shortly, we will figure it out. And see, that's where Joe Biden's rule that the United States will have a digital currency. A digital cur- It's amazing how all this stuff just coincides and comes to a point. It's almost like it's, I would say it was planned, but we know the government loves us. We, we know our representative. We know Joe loves us. Joe's our, Joe's our man. Uh, they're going to they're gonna give you a digital dollar. They're going to go to your bank and go, the dollar's no good anymore. All you can have is a digital dollar. Hmm. Now, what are you going to do, folks? What are you going to do when every store you walk into says, we do not accept paper money? Because people go, well, boycott the store. Well, what if every single store says that? Because a government decree told them they cannot deal in dollars anymore. What are you going to do? Are you going to continue to sit on the side? There's millions of people in the streets in France over a two-year increase in retirement age. A two-year increase. Millions have taken to the streets. They're about to get to the point where they can monitor every single millisecond of your life. The people who have lost $7 trillion can now monitor your every single expenditure, and you're going to let it happen. You have to ask yourself at some point, when do we take to the streets? When do we say enough is enough? Because they're about ready to slam that digital cage on you. They've already ordered that new cars have a kill switch. They're going to take your money into a digital form. And then when you speak ill and it's considered misinformation, by the way, everything that was considered misinformation was really the facts, what are you going to do? At what moment do you say no? Because that you better pick one. You better pick one soon because if not, then when you start speaking out against the government like I am right now, they will cut your phone off, they will cut your money off, they will cut your transportation off, and then what do you do? We are at that moment, folks. You had better make some phone calls. Well, now, sitting here and listening, I have told people that preparedness, emergency preparedness, 
is something that they need to do. But uh, I, you know, geez, we had a we had a group of people that went to Washington D.C. on January the sixth, twenty twenty one, and they were upset about the election, the twenty twenty election, presidential election, and so these people. Uh, you know, showed up in force and said, guess what? We're not happy with what's going on. And our government doesn't really want us to show up here and make noise. And so some of these people that made a lot of noise, uh, one woman who was killed, um, some of these people ended up in, uh, in jail. And some of them ended up in prison. So I think you can kind of see the theme as it is progressing and continues to do so. The thing about it is, though, Danny, is so many people, and um, I was talking about a story earlier uh, that involves us locally about how our uh, Camping County commissioners said no to the ATF because the ATF called the county requesting information from planning and zoning on mom-and-pop gun shops, three or four of them here locally. And uh, our presiding commissioner, along with the two district commissioners sent a letter back along with the the sheriff of Camden County. I don't want to forget our sheriff because uh, our sheriff's a good guy, and he was involved in this as well. And uh, they said, guess what? We have implemented something called the Second Amendment Preservation Act. It started here in Camden County. It was adopted by the state. It was considered unconstitutional by a federal judge, and it's being appealed. So... Finally, somebody stood up to the federal government. And see, that's the problem with all of this. We're just allowing the federal government to steamroll us. And we don't question their motives. We don't question what it is that they really have in mind for us, which is control. It's always been that way. It's always been about control. On the surface, hey, we're here to help you. You know, you can't pay a bill or you need some assistance or you're having trouble here, there, or everywhere. Uh, you know, your federal government is here to help you. Let us give you some money. Let us give you some money. And uh, with that money, you know, you should be able to live. And, you know, with COVID and everything, we were giving people stimulus money and all this other crap. And people were taking it and buying into it. And see, there in itself is something that I find to be extremely curious. It's it's a payoff. And when people take the payoff, well, then they subject themselves to what the federal government wants them to do. And most people don't question the motives of our federal government because they think these people are there, that they're the best, they're the brightest, they're the smartest, and they're here to help us. You know, we're from the government. We're here to help. But as you mentioned, when we go to a digital-type currency, you don't think that the federal government is going to have their their finger on the button to push that button if somebody doesn't comply with what they want them to do. I mean, look at what's going on in China with their their social scores and how if you're a good little uh, Chinese person, hey, everything's great, everything's wonderful. If you uh, don't uh, don't play ball, don't uh, you know go along with what they want, well, then there are things that could happen to you. Now, uh, the social score is something that is being utilized and. Uh, starting to rear its ugly head here in these United States. So, as you said, if you don't do what the government wants you to do, they can literally cut you off at the knees when it comes to your money. And 
oh, of course it's going to be easier. All you have to do is go in and you've got a little card and you just wave the card over the little machine and the machine says, okay, uh, you know, you bought uh, a soda, uh, a sandwich and some cigarettes and uh, okay, you're good to go. Kind of like we do now with our credit cards, our debit cards and the like. But Add to that government involvement, and you go to flash that card after doing something that the government doesn't want you to do, or something that the government find out uh, found found out that you you did that they don't like. Well, all of a sudden, I can't pay for my soda, my sandwich, and my cigarettes. So, <laughs> six and one half dozen of another. But uh, folks, uh, the whole problem with all of this, yet again, is that people are just willing to lay down and comply. They don't question it. They don't. They don't see the the deep-seated motivation that this government is putting forth, and it is all about complete and total control. And that's why this is, the way we can fight it now, and again, I've said this every election. I've been putting my feet to the ground. I've been dragging my heels. Re-elect nobody. If a candidate says, I have experience in the United States government, should disqualify him instantly from being a candidate. Instantly. And I've always been against trying to put financial restraints on, you know, because I think you should be able to contribute to the candidate you want, but now you've got these people who are bundling things and sending giant stacks of money. I think that we're going to have to, I would be more for, because if you cut off their money, they're going to go, well, how are we supposed to live on 175000 I wish I had that problem first. Yeah, really. I wish my problem was how to live on $175,000 a year. I, I, I wish that was my problem. But I am for, if you get elected, you become a different person. In other words, you cannot take campaign contributions. You cannot take any money other, you have to disavow yourself from the stock market. You have to disconnect from everything that you're ruling. We will give you $400,000 a year, no retirement, no pension. You can have your position for one term, and then you must be out of Washington. And nobody can serve multiple terms at anything. And nobody gets retirement. It's not a profession. It's a service to your country. And while we used to give you a gold coin in the past, we give you $400,000 now. And then when you're done, you must return home. You must leave Washington. You can't serve any state. And everybody goes, well, how are we going to fill all these positions? There's 377 million people in the United States, folks. We can fill those positions and never have to worry about a repeat offender being in Washington. It has come time. There needs to be a reshake of Washington. Because they are so in bed with pharma and big business, they care not toss what you think. Because if they do lose their re-election bid, they will go to one of these companies, they have insider information, they have insider connections, and they will become multi-multi-millionaires at these private corporations that will buy them for their influence. We need an intervention. We need an intervention between government and money. And we need that intervention now. But I don't think the time is right because, as you said, all of these kids have been indoctrinated in school. School is not about teaching math anymore. It's about teaching equality and gender affirmation and all this other garbage that we don't want our kids taught. And they are making them perfect little citizens where they will obey 
every command that is given to them. This is not about complying. This is about obeying. We have shifted and turned that ugly corner where our government is everything we fought against. We have taxation without representation. We don't have any rights to privacy. We don't have any of the rights we fought for the first time are all gone in the name of safety and compliance and get along and quit being a hard head and all this. No, it's time to be the hardest head you can be. It's time to speak up because you had better do it now because history's on my side on this, kids. Go study history. And we're at the point every government reaches eventually where they think they are smarter than the citizens. They think that they have to tell you to wear a safety belt because you're too stupid to make that choice by yourself. Mm -hmm. They have to tell you to wear a helmet because you're too stupid to make that choice by yourself. And if it wasn't for the government, everybody would be running around with scissors. <laughs> this is... If it wasn't for the government. This is where we're at. I explained this to somebody yesterday, Danny, and this is the fact that when I get up in the morning and I put my feet on the floor, there's not somebody from the government standing there to make sure when I step onto the floor that I don't trip and fall. Uh, there is no one that follows me through the house when I, you know, get that first cup of coffee to make sure I don't burn myself. There's no one who follows me down to the bathroom when I shower and get ready for work to make sure I don't slip in the tub. There is no one who makes sure I make it safely back up the steps. There is no one who follows me to work to make sure I get from point A to point B in one piece and then follows me around the rest of my day uh, to wherever I have to go, whatever I have to do. Yet they still think that we're, yeah, we're children. We're stupid. We need somebody to. You're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like I made it to 61, not because of the government. <laughs> I made it to 61 because of Dan making decisions. Mm -hmm. And I know I don't need that little hand at the intersection to tell me when it's okay to cross. <laughs> right. Because I was taught, look both, both ways, ways before you cross the street. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, back when we were, we were feral kids. When we were eight years old, we were sent out into the street with nobody to protect us. Mm -hmm. we, we roamed around until darkness. We crossed the street, not at intersections. But now we have got to the point where you're in California and you cross mid-block, they will arrest you. But at the same time, you can walk into Walmart, put a big screen TV in your car, and push it out the door, and nobody will stop you. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, Portland no longer has Walmarts because theft has become such a problem that they just shut their business. Chicago, Walmart is closing stores in Chicago for the exact same reason. There's a video in Tennessee of people doing donuts in their cars with AKs hanging out of the windows. Where is the police? Now, let you go down the interstate and do seven miles an hour over the speed limit. You're going to be pulled over. You're going to be summarily robbed. You're going to have points on your license. You're going to have to take a day off if you're going to fight it. Now, where are these people when they are walking out of the store with a TV? Don't forget your we insurance. We have our priorities upside down and backwards. Don't forget your insurance is probably going to go up, too. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, everything's going up. Products are doubling in price. 
products are doubling in price, folks. The dollar is swirling down the drain. They do not care about crime. Don't tell me they care about crime when you can see the stuff going on and nobody wants to do anything for fear of being called a name. We used to have a backbone in this country. We used to understand what right and wrong was in this country. We used to love this country. But much like a person who hates themselves and tries to destroy themselves with drugs and alcohol and cutting themselves and doing all kinds of bizarre behaviors, that's where the United States is right now. We have taught people to hate this country. We have taught people this country is the world's problems. We have taught them that we are evil. And just like a person who thinks that they are evil and tries to destroy themselves, unfortunately, they have enough Americans thinking that way that we are at that moment and we are self-destructing. Danny Ellison, there's also a document called the Constitution that these, uh, these folks who are teaching our children utilize when it uh, fits their narrative. But to any other time, it's a, a document created by a bunch of uh, white racists called our founding fathers. Hey, I want to thank you, as always, sir, for taking some time to join us. And uh, I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're feeling uh, great. And I hope that you will come back and join us again next Thursday. Oh, I will. And today is a travel day. I'm up to go get an imprint made for my new teeth. And then driving off up to Wheeling, West Virginia, and Stafford, Virginia for shows this weekend. So it's going to be a good weekend. And if you want to follow my travels and listen to any of my other radio shows, go to educatedredneck.com. It is the one-stop shop for common sense. Well, thank you, sir. And as always, have a, have a wonderful day on that beautiful lake that you live on. Looking forward to it. Yes, we are. And looking forward to seeing you hopefully sometime soon. 9.34, let's uh, jump into our final break. Our bottom-of-the-hour break, we'll get some local news from Stacy Johnson and LakeExpo.com. As I mentioned, I want to send a shout-out to our other media sponsors, the good folks over there at Lake TV. Chris Schneider is on assignment. We'll have him back next week to cover sports. In the meantime, enjoy it. And on the other side of the break, we'll give you some time. If you'd like to check in and talk about some of the things we've discussed here this morning, if you've got an event coming up you'd like us to know more about, feel free to give us a call there. And, well, just uh, follow along. Follow the bouncing ball. It is The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, April 13th. Talk about hot bats. An SUV at Ballparks National went up in flames last weekend. On Sunday, firefighters received a report of a vehicle fire at Max Creek Baseball Complex. Crews got the fire under control in less than 30 minutes. There were no injuries reported, and the vehicle was dragged away from other parked vehicles. A Kaiser man was seriously injured Wednesday in a crash on Route A. 32-year-old Nicole Olcott was making a left turn when the vehicle reportedly failed to yield to one driven by 34-year-old Matthew Rehan. Rehan had serious injuries. Olcott had minor injuries. Both were taken by EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. The Big Bass Bash is back and now with a new prize for anglers and non-anglers alike. The Bash has teamed up with Hope House of Miller County to help raise food for those in need around the lake. There's a chance at a $5,000 draw prize for those who donate. For every four non-perishable food items donated, participants will receive one ticket. 
Food can be donated at Grand Glaze State Park April 14th from 12 to 7 or on the 16th from 12 to 5. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739, 573-378-8739. This is Bill Munhausen with another Key Opinion. In this case, it's our first ever guest opinion by Jim Brodigan, who submitted this for our Ozarks Voices program. Jim did such a nice job, I wanted him to exemplify what I'd like to hear from listeners. He recorded directly to his phone. A perfectionist might say he could use a pop filter to make a better recording, but it's very listenable. Just as importantly, he expresses good ideas. My mom came to America through Ellis Island, and things turned out just fine. Here's Jim. This country needs a new Ellis Island. Let's put it on the southern border in Texas. All immigrants seeking to work in America could come through there, be processed, and sent out with permission to work and pay taxes all within a few hours. Did you know that the original Ellis Island immigrants were not given citizenship when they passed through Ellis Island? They were only given permission to work and sent off into the country in order to do so. Today's immigrants could be checked for criminal records, health problems, and ability to earn a living, and then be sent on their way with the possibility of U.S. citizenship at a later date. Haven't we all been aware of the lack of workers in stores, restaurants, and the trades? Business owners decry the lack of help, saying, no one wants to work anymore. Well, immigrants want to work, and they have the ability to develop skills needed to be productive citizens. Immigrant workers should be a win-win and a win, not only for the employer and the worker, but for the consumer who needs the goods and services that immigrants can provide. Sure, there will be those that try to game the system. A new Ellis Island immigration scheme would need to include concerns for abuse of welfare programs, such as unemployment insurance, disability, and health care. We have plenty of U.S.-born citizens abusing the system already. We don't need more. Funneling immigrants through one legal porter on the border would free up our Border Patrol to go after the criminal element that smuggled dangerous goods such as fentanyl across the border. If they are crossing the border without passing through the new Ellis Island, they are probably up to no good and are obvious targets for enforcement by the Border Patrol. Employers need the workers. Consumers need the goods and services. The Border Patrol needs the opportunity to focus on serious criminals. And America needs a new Ellis Island. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. You've heard about the Grand Canyon, of course, but do you know the Grand Staircase? Geologists refer to the southwestern United States 
from the Grand Canyon across Arizona and New Mexico to California as the Grand Staircase. A mile of sedimentary rock has been scoured for thousands of square miles from this area, and geologists have no idea where it went. If the sediments were redeposited into the Pacific, we would have a 51st state off the coast of California. An event like the flood described in Genesis would account for it. The best explanation for the Grand Staircase is that floodwaters, covering an area the size of the North American continent, washed away those sediments and dispersed them throughout the Pacific Basin. Secular geologists prefer not to think about flood events that cover continents, so they remain perplexed. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Key Radio keeps you in the know as we make improvements to better serve you. Because many of you listen online, we've re-engineered our website. You get there on the web at keyradio.live or through our iPhone and Android apps, Key Radio, K-E-Y-K. From the app, click the WWW Globe symbol to see our full site. There you can listen to live radio or call KB during the daily show or see our schedule. And don't forget that beautiful donate button. Then there are menus. Click News Weather to get your daily dose of what's happening. You can also drill down in the Key Radio link to learn all about your favorite shows, make a donation, or sponsor a show. You can also read Bill's blog and follow the social media links. And notice how we highlight our sponsors on each page. It's all at your fingertips, whether you have a laptop, tablet, or smartphone. It's all part of how Key Radio KEYK staff wants to serve you. Be a part of the solution. Join the lake's only community radio station, 89.3, The Key. 942, we've got about 18 minutes left on the show, and tomorrow coming up on the program, in Hour 1, we are going to be talking with Erica Swartz, and uh, she is a living Holocaust survivor. Uh, she is going to be a guest speaker at two of the CWA, Concerned Women for America of Missouri Prayer Action Chapter Meetings. They'll have one in Springfield and the other in Branson in honor of Holocaust Education and Awareness Week. National Holocaust Remembrance Day is Tuesday, April the 18th. And Erica is uh, someone who grew up. She was born in a Hungarian Nazi ghetto in April 1944, just one day before the ghetto was sealed. Of the entire family, Erica and her mother were the sole survivors of the Holocaust. She will recount the story of the murder of her entire family and how she was able to change her life from one of depression and anger to daily celebrations of gratitude and joy. And I would imagine uh, for her, uh, life is so very important because, as we know, with the Holocaust, that um, there weren't a whole lot of people that made it out alive. She will be my guest in hour number one tomorrow morning. And in hour number two, we've got Dave Maupin on our radar. Dave Maupin, the Gadfly. We'll talk about uh, some of the most recent uh, Camden County Commission meetings that he has attended and uh, share his blog and take us on a journey among the dogwoods starting at 9.10 tomorrow morning. Some folks we've got uh, lined up for you next week. They include uh, Anne-Marie Bianchi, uh, also my buddy uh, David Stokes from the Show Me Institute. Got a number of other folks uh, lined up as well including, let me see if I can uh, reach over here and get the, mm-hmm. 
Beth Ann with uh, CSC Talk Radio. Maybe you've heard that on uh, on Key Radio. We run it, uh, I think uh, there's about three different days that we run it, I want to say, or, or maybe four. I want to say, and I can look here real quick to find out uh, when we run those. Uh, CSC, it's a conservative uh, talk radio program. And uh, we run it on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. If you have not heard it, well, you need to check it out. And certainly, you need to uh, check out the interview I'm going to do with the host of the program coming up uh, next Wednesday, the 19th at 810. Professor Jim Paisley joining us as well. And I found out uh, through uh, a communique from our friends at Firefly Valley Farms, Stephanie said, uh, we are starting a new eat and greet marketplace at Firefly every Saturday from 7 until noon. And uh, I don't know exactly when it's going to start, but uh, we hope to get the information from uh, Stephanie and Dax over there at uh, Firefly Valley Farms. We'll find out more and pass that information along. I know I certainly would love any reason to get over to Firefly Valley Farms uh, and their uh, facility on South Business 5. If that's where it's going to be held is uh, is a great reason to get out and uh, enjoy what's going on, South Business 5. Just They're like right next to Casey's on South Business 5, uh, right around uh, where you go into the middle school and the high school for Camdenton. 945, lots going on. Professor Jim Paisley will join us again next week. We'll have Mindy Sales back in studio. Uh, she's going to be talking about an event uh, apparently to raise money for uh, animal shelters, animal rescues, and uh, the list goes on and on. Also, uh, we will have uh, Presiding Commissioner Ike Skelton. It'll be interesting to, uh, to to talk to Ike. I mentioned that story earlier this morning uh, in the first hour. As a matter of fact, it's really kind of the first topic that we started with in the headline from Yahoo News. Uh, it reads, the Missouri official refusing to comply with the ATF has past experience with the Bureau. His brother's gun shop was previously raided by the feds. Insider uh, is, I guess, uh, how they're looking at this. Katie uh, Belovic, B-A, uh, capital B, A-L-E-V-I-C. Um, and it says, in this article right below her name, uh, the article was released yesterday, but um, it says, Ike Skelton, American politician, <clears throat> 1931 to 2013. So obviously right out of the box. That bit of information is wrong. And then it kind of breaks it down and almost makes it sound as though Ike was uh, lashing out at the ATF based on what happened to his brother Jim when his brother Jim's gun shop was raided by the ATF back in 2021. We know that uh, not to be the case. Ike has not uh, seen the article, so I'm going to uh, forward it to him as soon as I get off the air. I'm interested to find out a little bit more about this uh, this interview, it says uh, that uh, they uh, they had a radio, November 2021 radio interview days after. So I don't know if this is the radio interview that uh, we had done with them. It uh, comes up as a story on uh, lakeexpo.com. So maybe we'll have to uh, kind of take a look at that and uh, see if this is the, the uh, radio interview. It shows the picture. And I'm looking to, oh, yeah, Ike Skelton spoke on KEYK radio show as well. So uh, as well as Lake TV's What's Burning with KB show. 
So it's nice to get a little national notoriety. <clears throat> Bill Munhausen, if you're listening, Key Radio. Yeah, we're getting out there a little bit, buddy. And there is the segment uh, that I did with Ike on What's Burning. And then I guess maybe they have the radio interview on here somewhere. But anyway, the point being is uh, that this is kind of an interesting article. And it uh, it paints a different picture from what we know uh, as far as the truth is concerned. And that reminds me of someone else that I have to contact. But um, what's going on here is... Uh, uh, of course, rather interesting in how they frame it. They make it seem as though the reason that Ike is upset with the ATF is because of what happened to his brother Jim at the gun shop. And we know that apparently someone in planning and zoning uh, for Camden County brought this to Ike's attention. And that's where uh, things kind of went from. Uh, we had the press conference last week that was attended by a handful of media outlets. Uh, I was there and I did record that uh, news conference, and, and maybe we'll play it back for you again if you missed it, because I did play it on Monday morning. So there you go, folks, some things to think about, how they are, you know, uh, of course, now here comes here comes all of the stragglers, all those people that are late to the party that weren't there and are essentially uh, taking this opportunity to uh, kind of make up their own narrative as to what they think uh, is the real reason behind uh, what happened to uh, or, or the dealings with the ATF? We know that the uh, Camden County Commission is on board. We know that uh, the sheriff is on board. I believe the uh, treasurer for Camden County is on board as well. So there's a lot of things that uh, uh, these people aren't telling you. But, you know, you're only going to get the bullet points as they want you to hear them and believe them. And that uh, is unfortunate because uh, hopefully people will take the opportunity to do a little bit more in the way of research. Uh, Judge blocks uh, the WOTUS rule in Missouri. Missouri and 23 other states prevailed in an attempt to block the new waters of the United States definition from taking effect. Thanks again to my off-site producer, Rick Goose. A federal judge in North Dakota issued a preliminary injunction on the new definition that the Environmental Protection Agency and U.S. Army Corps of Engineers implemented March 20th. The preliminary injunction halts regulators from implementing it in Missouri and 23 other states. The 24 states in this case have... uh, have shown that the new 2023 rule poses a threat to their sovereign rights and amounts to irreparable harm, the judge wrote in his 45-page ruling that granted the preliminary injunction. The states involved in this litigation will expend unrecoverable resources complying with a rule unlikely to withstand judicial scrutiny developed through previous... uh, I guess, previous uh, attempts and a series of court challenges. Uh, The updated WOTUS rule was intended to settle a debate spanning three presidential administrations around what bodies of water the federal agencies can regulate. The 2023 definition is based on a pre-2015 regulatory structure and divides waters into seven categories, traditional navigable waters, territorial seas, interstate waters, impoundments, tributaries, adjacent wetlands, and additional waters. You know, like puddles. Puddles. It also includes eight categories of waters that are excluded from Clean Water Act regulations. Those include previously converted cropland, waste treatment systems, including ponds or lagoons, ditches, 
Well, there's your puddles. Ditches draining only dry land. Artificially irrigated areas. Artificial lakes and ponds. Artificial swimming or reflecting pools. Land depressions filled with water. Puddles. And low-volume swales or erosional features. Last week, President Joe Biden vetoed a bipartisan attempt from Congress to block the new WOTUS rule from taking effect. Again, here is the wonderful federal government that knocks on the door and says, Hi, I'm from the federal government. We're here to help. Shortly after the rule was announced, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey joined nearly two dozen other states in filing a lawsuit seeking to block it from taking effect. Prior to Wednesday, a federal judge had already blocked the rule in Texas and Idaho. I filed suit against the Biden administration because agriculture is one of Missouri's leading industries and our office is never going to let the federal government run roughshod over farmers throughout the state, Bailey said in a statement Wednesday. His interpretation of WOTUS is nothing more than a land grab uh, usurping the right of Missouri farmers to control their property, and I'm proud to have partnered with Missouri agriculture leaders on the issue. Bailey's lawsuit argued that the uh, new WOTUS definition goes beyond powers granted to federal agencies through the Clean Water Act, raises constitutional concerns, and doesn't follow the administration uh, Administrative Procedure Act. Missouri's Farm Bureau President uh, Garrett Hawkins applauded the North Dakota ruling in a statement calling the new WOTUS definition flawed. We have long been concerned by the massive harm this rule would impose upon our farmers and ranchers and the confusion rather than clarity that would be created upon its implementation, Honk had said in the statement. MOFB greatly appreciates the legal action taken by Attorney General Bailey to halt this ill-conceived rule, and we look forward in working toward regulatory certainty under the Clean Water Act. Missouri now returns back to the navigable water protection rule implemented during President Donald Trump's administration. Governor Mike Parson, a vocal opponent of the WOTUS rule when it uh, was announced last December, celebrated his state's return to the old rule. And we know what this would have meant. It uh, essentially means that the Environmental Protection Agency and the U.S. US Army Corps of Engineers can basically govern any kind of body of water that it sees fit (laughs) but a lot of this kind of makes you scratch your head where is the need and why is there a need again for the federal government to be involved in all of this don't you think individual states can take care of it don't you think farmers are smart enough to know what goes on here so it's nice to see uh one for the good guys, right? 9.55 is our time. I think I had another story, one other uh, quick story here. Uh, regarding this leak of information, I think that's what this is. Um, how did the U.S. miss highly sensitive leaked documents circulating on social media? <laughs> uh, we're now just beginning to understand the extent of extremely sensitive information that was leaked on several social websites, including Twitter and a server about Minecraft maps, as well as the Russian social media site Telegram. Incredibly, the classified documents had been circulating on various message boards since at least January. And the Biden administration apparently didn't have a clue. We don't know the extent of the damage to U.S. intelligence, military, or diplomatic assets for weeks. Um... The basis for all of this, I guess, uh, these documents uh, 
must be traced back to where it was first leaked, and given the uh, the route taken by many of the documents, we may never know how some documents made it into the open. Members of the now-defunct server Discord first noticed information about global topics being posted, including the war in Ukraine during the winter. The one user began to post information in written summary form. That same user began to post images of classified documents sometime in January. Federal government agencies do not proactively monitor online forums looking for threat-related activity, said uh, John Cohen, the former acting undersecretary for intelligence and analysis at the Department of Homeland Security. If a person or entity were to post classified information on one of those forums, there's a high likelihood that government officials would not detect it. Um, So... Current and former officials said while each agency is responsible for investigating breaches of intelligence within intelligence rather within their own departments, there is no one, uh, no one office that is responsible for monitoring, for example, social media sites for classified leaks. The CIA, the NSC, the Office of uh, the Director of National Intelligence, and the Pentagon declined to comment. Whoops. A young member read OG's message closely, and the hundreds more that uh, he said uh, followed on a regular basis for months. They were, he called, what appeared to be near-verbatim transcripts of classified intelligence documents that uh, OG indicated he had brought from, uh, from his job on a military base, which the member declined to identify. OG claimed says here he spent at least some of his day inside a secure facility that prohibited cell phones and other electronic devices, which could be used to document the secret information housed on government computer networks or spooling out from printers. He uh, said some of the hand-typed documents, the member said, uh, translating arcane Intel speak for the uh, uninitiated, such as uh, explaining the no, uh, no foreign meant the information in the document was so sensitive it must not be shared with foreign nationals. But somehow, folks, it got out there. Ah, the joys of, uh, you know, these folks are busy spying on you and I, yet the whole fact of the matter is, is, well... Apparently, they're not doing a very good job of keeping an eye on what's floating around out there on social media. And I wonder if these sorts of things, well, obviously, these sorts of things get out there on a relatively regular basis. And it takes somebody, I guess, stumbling across it in order for it to uh, get some attention. 959, beautiful day, 81 the high. We'll see a mix of clouds and sun, 53 the low tonight. Again, a mix of clouds and sun. Possibly a little rain on Saturday, but uh, we've got a great weekend coming up, folks. And uh, tomorrow, a great program. We're back in your ears tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of this uh, great lineup of programming here on Key Radio, which includes uh, the CSC Talk Radio program for Thursday. We'll also hear the True History uh, Professor program and a whole lot more. Thank you for joining us. 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach.